Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. God bless you. Dr. Kazumba Charles here. Uh, what an honor and a blessing to bring you the Word of God. What a blessing to be able to share the Word of God with you. On, today, on today's edition of uh, Kingdom Insight, I want to share with you a word that is going to bless you, a word that is going to build you up, and the word that is going to inspire you to pursue God no matter what is going on in your life and no matter what is happening around you. Uh, today we're going to look at um, uh, the title that I have, Don't Stop Building. Don't Stop Building Until God's promises are fulfilled until you see what God has said to do in your life. So don't stop building. Now, here is the mind behind my title. There are so many times where when we trying to get to a certain place in our lives or to do something uh, uh, that God has called us, we begin to encounter opposition. We begin to encounter even our own, you know, flaws and our own mistakes, for example. And uh, everything that we're trying to do, it's like there is an enemy attacking them. And many people at that point begin to give up, begin to give up on uh, what God has called them to do. But uh, today I want to encourage you not to stop building. It could be as uh, just uh, doing something small. That small thing you may be doing uh, would lead you to your destiny and lead you to what God intends to do for your life. It, does, it, it takes one stone at a time to build a strong, a, a strong house. So the same applies, be it your gift, be it just your life. Everything that we do, it takes one step. I want to take you to the book of uh, Nehemiah. And in the book of Nehemiah, we see something that is so significant, so powerful that, uh, you know, uh, when we look at the account of Nehemiah, we begin to understand something that is so special and why we need to keep on building no matter the surrounding. The account of Nehemiah's uh, rebuilding the broken down walls of Jerusalem helps us learn how to withstand opposition and let God complete his work in and through us. You see, Nehemiah was a cupbearer of uh, King Atexas of Persia. He wasn't in any position. He wasn't in any other leadership role. So when he heard that uh, the temple uh, 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 in Jerusalem, the walls had been broken, Nehemiah, not only did he weep, did he cry, he began to take the initiative of going to rebuild the temple. After learning that uh, the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the city's uh, fortified uh, gates had been uh, destroyed by fire, Nehemiah sat down and wept and mourned uh, 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 for days and also he fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. 
We see that in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. So Nehemiah what he does after learning that uh, or after discovering that uh, the walls uh, uh, the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and uh, the uh, the fortified gates were bent down Nehemiah first of all he begins to cry and he is not crying uh, in just sorrow of what has happened he is crying both for the temple I mean the walls to go to go and be rebuilt so he begins to tear to, to, to share the tears of, uh, of, of, of a passionate man for the walls that had been broken. So he's going to take initiative to go and uh, begin to rebuild. Now, notice this here, uh, as we looked at uh, that Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4, we notice uh, something very important and very, very significant uh, uh, about Nehemiah. He did not play the blame game. He did not say who bent down the, the, the fortified uh, gates of, uh, the, you know, of, of, the, of, of, of Jerusalem uh, temple. He doesn't com- com- complain about who has done it. Or he doesn't wait for someone else to take the initiative to go and uh, rebuild. Remember, this is a man who is not in uh, position of uh, leadership. He is a cup bearer. Uh, in another ways, he is like an usher to the king. Uh, all he does is to serve the king. But uh, the temple, the temple's walls uh, were, you know, destroyed, and he's going to take an initiative to go and rebuild. And then uh, also, we see that Nehemiah didn't just sit down to talk about uh, what has happened uh, to the walls of, uh, of, of the temple. Uh, some of us, will, we could start you know, making a story or sharing with everything. Did you hear what happened to the temple? Did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Did you hear what happened to this and that? But Nehemiah doesn't do that. What he does is uh, his mind is to build. He is a builder. Uh, he has been called to build. And uh, when you are a builder, uh, uh, to build anything for the kingdom of God, you don't just talk about it. You're going to step in and go and actually do it. So what does Nehemiah do? He takes personal responsibility and initiative to turn the situation around so that the walls could be rebuilt. That is, a, that is a mind of a courageous man. Now look at this here. Uh, 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 building or rebuilding something comes at a price. Yes, Nehemiah has now the desires to go and rebuild the temple. But it's going to come at a price. Uh, building anything in our lives comes at a price. For God to build something tangible in and through us, or for you to build something tangible in, in, that pertains to your calling or your gift or even just your business to build a sustainable business it takes uh, it, it takes what it takes you to pay a price there is a price not any price uh, uh, of your time money but there is a deeper price that comes some of the price would be maybe discouragement some of them would be people mocking you for example as was the case with Nehemiah it's important to understand that uh, building something uh, new or rebuilding what is broken down comes with a price, and that price is uh, opposition. 
Uh, I want to say it this way as well. You see, when God is, a, is, is trying to build a new you, is trying to do something for your life, is trying to change you, to mold you, or to make you a different person, or you are desiring to, to, to be something different, it doesn't come without a price. There will be a price that will call you to commit to what you are actually building. Some of the price would be maybe people will mock you, maybe people will say, hey, uh, what you're doing is just useless. Uh, I remember very well when we started ministry as well, some of uh, the most, uh, you know, uh, outrageous uh, 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 words we heard from uh, some of our Christian uh, brothers and leaders actually, were those of uh, discouraging words. Uh, we were discouraged. Oh, the, their fire will go down. Oh, they, they'll stop what they're doing. We've seen people like that do, uh, do that. But we don't have people that will encourage you actually to step up and step out and go and do what God has called you to do because everybody is looking at when you're going to stop. But you don't have to stop building because uh, remember this, it is God who builds uh, the house. We'll be getting into that for a second here. But look at this here as Nehemiah begins to, uh, to, 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 to have that desire to go and rebuild the temple. He begins to encounter opposition. Look, look, look at this here. And we, th we see this in uh, Nehemiah chapter 10, sorry, chapter 2, verse 10 uh, through to 19. Uh, when uh, Sambalet and uh, the Aaronite and Tobiah the Ammonite and uh, Geshem uh, uh, the Arab heard about Nehemiah's mission to rebuild the walls and to help the people of Israel, they were very displeased. Listen to this here. Nobody was displeased when the walls were broken down. But these people became so displeased of Nehemiah's desire to go and rebuild the temple. They became so grumpy, so disgruntled that Nehemiah was taking initiative to go and rebuild the temple. I want to pause right there and tell you this. Most of the times when you step out to live a different life or to allow God to do something different in your life, you begin to see that uh, that's when opposition comes. Those people who are supposed to encourage you to continue doing that or to continue pursuing God or to continue pursuing a different life begins to oppose you or begins to say things like this that, are, oh, we will see this person. They will stop. They will go back to what they used to do. Listen, you, don't, you have to do what? You have to ten, tune off those voices and focus on what God is trying to build in and through you. So Nehemiah, first of all, we see the enemy displeased about Nehemiah's desire to go and rebuild the temple. So they, what did they start doing now? They began to mock and they began to despise Nehemiah. Listen, despise Nehemiah and to mock him. That is the enemy's strategy in so many words. Remember Jesus? When Jesus uh, was doing miracles and uh, it was, uh, you, you, God was using him tremendously and powerfully uh, 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 in those days, what happened? The people began, first of all, not only to mock him, they began 
began to despise who he was. Because when you despise something, you are not going to appreciate it or uphold it or support it. Uh, actually, you're going to end up attacking it. That's what happened with Jesus. They began to say, isn't this a son of a carpenter? And we know his brother and we know his sister and we know his mother or his father. You see, what the enemy was trying to do was to despise him, to reduce him to a level where he is insignificant. Because that's what the enemy wants you to believe, that you are insignificant, that you are incapable of becoming a new person. You are incapable of doing something tangible for the kingdom of God. Because the enemy looks at uh, where you've been, what you've done, and wh who, who you are before they can qualify you. God looks at uh, what he created and the DNA in you that Jesus implanted in us when he went to the cross of Calvary to secure what? To secure victory for us. So here they began to mock Nehemiah and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and his people. And uh, not only did they mock Nehemiah, they accused them of uh, rebelling against the king. We see that in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 19. But look at this here. Nehemiah was not rebelling at all. Nehemiah was not in rebellious to go and rebuke something that should be built. That was the temple the temple of, of, of God. Something that should have been uh, you know, taken care of by those who loved God. Those who pro proclaimed they loved God but they did not do that. Guess what? They began to destroy despise Nehemiah. They began to accuse him that he's rebelling. But if you go back into the book of, uh, into the uh, previous chapters in the book of Nehemiah, you begin to find out that Nehemiah, before he actually had to go and take the initiative of uh, going to rebuild the wall, the broken down walls and the fortified gates, what Nehemiah did was uh, Nehemiah went to the king and he asked for permission. And the king granted him permission to go and rebuild. But look at this here. The enemy began to attack Nehemiah that he was rebelling. Isn't that, doesn't that sound most of the time? times like uh, when you're trying to step out to go and do the will of God, to go and do the work of God, and then the enemy begins to tell you that uh, all they are rebelling against this, they are rebelling against the institution, they are rebelling against uh, this ministry, that's why they are going on the streets to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and yet the Bible has given us the clear, clear mandate every one of us should step out of the four walls and share the good news of uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'll tell you why that is so significant in this series that I'll be sharing with you you see but 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 they will attack you that uh, oh you are you are doing what you are uh, uh, you are rebelling against the leadership for example now look at this here they say that the damage was too extensive and the walls could never be rebuilt so these people now who are attacking Nehemiah they they began to say oh my goodness the damage is too big the damage is too severe and too extensive and uh, and the walls could never be built that is what 
mankind thinks about you uh, because of where you've been. Oh, God can, these people cannot change because they are far away off into the death zone. They, they, can't, they can't do this. They can't be that. But listen to me, people of God. God is a mighty repairer. He can repair, not only repair, by the way, God is a God who rebuild our lives from the scratch to the top class to where he wants to take you. There is no damage that is so severe and extensive enough that God cannot rebuild. There is no damage in our personal lives that is too significant that God cannot rebuild something new. So this is what I want to tell you here. Look, Nehemiah, they begin to mock them that uh, the damage was too extensive and, uh, and the wars could never be rebuilt. Maybe you are one of those people that you have been told that uh, uh, your sickness or your disease is beyond uh, re- you know, uh, healing or your, your life can never find any success because you got uh, you know, generational cases and generational this and that. Let me tell you something. Our God is a God who can rebuild your life from the scratch. He is a God who can rebuild. He doesn't just repair. He doesn't just renovate. He is a God who begins from the scratch to build something tangible. But let's go to the story here of Nehemiah. As Nehemiah and the people he had assembled to rebuild the walls began to work. Now listen to this. Tobiah the Ammonite ridiculed them saying that's stone would collapse if even a fox would walk, would walk along the top of it. That is in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 3. This is so significant. Listen to this here. Imagine you have worked so hard and you have uh, invested your time and you have invested your, 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 your energy in rebuilding something or doing something. Or let's put it in our context here. Maybe just building a business. You have uh, worked so hard and tirelessly day in, day night, uh, day and night. And uh, you have worked, you know, all night long. You, were, you, you couldn't even go to sleep. You are putting the plans together and then somebody comes and tells you your business would collapse and nobody would even come and uh, buy anything from you. Imagine how you would feel. Now this is what is happening with Nehemiah and the people. They begin to rebuild. They begin to build the wall and then they begin, their enemy begins to mock them that even a fox, if a fox walked on those walls that you are rebuilding, it can collapse, meaning it's not strong enough. They are making fan of them. But notice something again with Nehemiah. We noticed something special again. Remember we noticed earlier that Nehemiah did not blame anybody before he could take on to go and rebuild the temple. He did not just talk about the broken temple. He took initiative to go and rebuild. Now look at this here. We noticed something special again about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, as the enemy was mocking them, Nehemiah did not go after the enemy or try to prove the enemy wrong. Nehemiah is stayed, he prayed to the God of heaven. He went back to pray. Remember in the beginning what Nehemiah had done when he had learned that the walls were broken and the gates, the fortified gates over the, 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 the temple was broken as well, was bent down. What did Nehemiah do? Not only did he cry, not only did he weep, for example, Nehemiah, what he did was he prayed and he fasted for that situation. He's going to do the same in Nehemiah chapter 
chapter 4, verse 4 to 5, what does he do? He says, uh, hear us, our God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads. May they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not uh, blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger and here in front of the builder. Now, Nehemiah, what he has done is, uh, Nehemiah heard from God to go and uh, rebuild the temple. So he was just responding to what God had put upon his spirit to go and rebuild the temple. But the enemy was not happy. The enemy did not get the memo. And most of the times when God asks you to go and do something, your enemy will not get the memo. So they won't understand why you are doing what you're doing. They will mock you. They will laugh at you. They may not support you. They may, not, they may speak bad of you. They may remember and begin to dig down from your past so that they can discredit what God God wants to do in your life in this season and that's what the enemy does because he doesn't want you to build anything tangible he doesn't want to, to see God's work be completed in your life he doesn't want you to see you be taken to the place where God desires you to, to to be taken he wants to see you suffer he wants to see you live in limitation he wants you to see you living sin he wants you to see you living suffering but that's not the desires of God that's not what God created us for. God created that we can have a success in every avenue of life. Now look at this here. As you're building now, you begin to understand the importance of uh, prayer. You can't build anything tangible. You can't build a strong relationship. You can't build a strong marriage. You can't build a strong life. You can't build a strong business, for example, and a strong, you know, uh, 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 kids in your life without prayer. Nehemiah did two things. He fasted and he prayed because he understood why Nehemiah needed to rebuild the temple. He got the memo. The enemy did not get the memo. So what does he do? The people worked hard and the walls were completed to half their height, half, half around their height in the entire city. When their enemies saw that, they were furious and made plans to go and fight against Jerusalem and throw the people into confusion. Two things here. The enemy now, their enemy, after seeing that Nehemiah had done the work and the building was half complete, now the enemy is upset because the enemy is seeing the success that is coming alongside as Nehemiah rebuilds the temple. So what do they do? The enemy begins now to go on the attack. And not only that, he's going to try to go and uh, do what? And send the people into confusion. Two things there, very important to, for us to see. Look at uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7 to 9. Nehemiah, what he does is that, uh, uh, but the people again prayed to their God and guarded the city day and night to protect themselves. I want to use those two, two words there, prayed and guarded. 
They had, not only did they just pray and left it just like that, but they prayed and they guarded what they were doing because the enemy was coming. And that's where we fail most of the times as believers in Christ. We pray very strongly, but we don't stay on guard to guard what the enemy is going to throw at you, to guard on what the enemy is going to speak negativity so that you don't fall above, you know, on that. What does the Bible say? The Bible say, above all else, guard your heart. Why are you guarding your heart? Because what you hear may sink down into your heart and your heart is what is the spiritual engine of your life. If it is affected with negativity, affected with uh, bitterness, hatred, guess what? Everything you do will come from a bitter root or from a bitter position. So here, the people in Nehemiah, what Nehemiah did was uh, powerful because uh, first, the people prayed to God and knowing that God was going to give them victory and God was going to fight for them and also they stayed on God. They guarded the city. You got to guard your life. You got to guard what you hear. You got to guard the circles that you get yourself into. If you want to go somewhere where God wants to take you, then you have to be on guard. There is a lot of people that will speak negativity, that will dig down and dig deeper into your past, try to remind you that you are, you, you are useless before God, but you got to guard what God has said to you. Guard what you've heard through the word of God. Pray and guard. Be on guard. Be on the lookout. Be smart. Don't just go and say, I prayed God will do it. No, no, no. Guard what you hear because you'll be discouraged. And when you are discouraged, what happens is that the vision is thrown away. So that's the enemy's attempt is to make sure that uh, if you don't guard what God has given you or guard the vision that you have heard, Listen, people of God, it's only God that will take you to where you need to go. But the enemy will come on the attack. And if you, you, you can pray, but the enemy will still come to try and attack. He may attack differently. He may use people to discourage you. But if you are on the guard, you are guarding what God has said he has to do in your life. You are guarding your salvation. You are guarding your fellowship with God. You're guarding the vision you have received from God, then you will do what? You will reach your destiny. So God, and then the other thing that Nehemiah does, which we're going to end with in this, in this, uh, in today's teaching, is that uh, Nehemiah reminded the people of the greatness of God and the glorious power of God. You got to understand this in any battle, in any direction. Remember the greatness of God and the glorious power of God because God is great. There is no battle that he can never secure for you. There is no battle that he can never win. He has never, he has never failed to win any battle. So Nehemiah began to encourage the people to remember that God is all great. In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 10 to 11, uh, uh, they, it says uh, they, the, the first the people uh, 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 the people first of all became convinced that they could never rebuild the temple. So in Nehemiah chapter four verse fourteen, sorry, it says. Uh, 
Nehemiah encouraged and reminded the people how great God is. He says, uh, remember the Lord who is great and uh, glorious and, 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 and fight for your friends and fight for your families and your homes. You begin to remember the greatness of God as you are in the battle, as you are on the journey to where God wants to take you. We're going to continue with this series because I understand in within my spirit that God wants to move Move you from where you are to where he needs you to be but there have been so many things that have uh, stuck in the way by the, of the way of discouragement that has stopped you from you know moving forward uh, but today I believe God is going to do what to do a work that is going to move you forward so we'll be looking at uh, God is great and glorious in battle in our next uh, you know, uh, uh, in our next uh, uh, episode of uh, Kingdom Inside. But I want to pray with you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare right now the tangible anointing of God in Jesus' name over the sister and the brother and every family that is watching this program today. That Father, wherever the enemy has made them stuck, we declare in Jesus' name that they are unstuck today in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for the breakthrough. We lift off every Every curses, every demonic forces, every demonic power that has been holding them back. And we declare a release today by the power of the blood of Jesus. And we declare healing and restoration in Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you that even those who are calling upon your name today, they will receive salvation because salvation comes from the power of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, join me again on Kingdom Insight as we continue with this series uh, we're touching on. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.